Oh yeah, it's date night with Jake and Paige, y'all, where you meet some of Charlotte's finest couples. So pull up your seat, grab a glass of wine. It's time to talk about things like laundry and taxes and the dentist and also making sweet cupcakes for your son's elementary class, which is kind of annoying because you don't really care about those other kids. So why are you doing it? We're going to find out with date night. Yeah. Welcome back to another episode of Date Night with Jake and Paige. This podcast continues to evolve. It does. We started... With dates. Mm-hmm. And with those are double fun. Double dates. Double dates. Right. And those are fun. Um, COVID happened. Uh-huh. And, but it also happened at like the same time we wanted to start evolving anyway. Mm-hmm. We had on one of your good friends, Lindsay Shookus, as a solo person, mm-hmm. which wasn't really a date. We're like, you know, let's, it's okay if it's a single person that comes on because let's talk about interesting topics. Right. Just things that are, that, and, and people who know more about the stuff that they're teaching people about that yes. we need to learn. And we're going to use it as an excuse to self-serve things we need to learn and hope that maybe people listening will need to learn it too. Yes, and with all Which of that... This is a perfect one for that. Yes, and so we talked to the author of 14 Talks by Age 14. So this is by Michelle Eichard, and she has rocked this. She's basically studied middle schoolers for like 20 years and has and just kind of shares the, the things that she has learned. She has two of her own, by the way, who have already made it through the middle school years. Her daughter is 20. Her son is 18. And we talk a fair amount about the pressure that that puts on you also as a parent and for the kids in terms of being a parenting expert and kind of praying that they turn out okay enough that you don't like lose all all your credibility with people. She talks about that. And she, you know what? She has a really cool story too of, she like walks the walk. I read one of the articles. We didn't actually talk about it on the podcast, but it's worth sharing. Just mentioning she was at a Starbucks one day. It kind of went viral in Charlotte. She was at a Starbucks one day, overheard a conversation with these three middle school age girls, 14 ish girls. And they were just being nasty, like being ugly, talking about other people and things. And she went and had Starbucks send them over drinks and wrote them a note basically saying, you guys are too good for this. Like, you don't need to be trashing other people your age in order to feel good about yourselves. You're all beautiful. You have you know this, this, and this going for you. And I just want to encourage you to lean more into that and, and like, use that to be encouraging to your friends around you. And it, she, like, left them a note and then shared it on social media. And it kind of made waves across Charlotte. Isn't that cool? So cool. Why did we not just talk to her about that? I know. Well, well I'm glad you're telling this story now. Because I, I want to, yeah, I'm telling yeah. the story now. At least look it up. You could read the details. But I like her even more now. I know. It made, it to me gave her the street cred of like, oh, I like this lady. Yeah. Like she does, that's what I would think somebody should do. You know, like doing yeah. the thing that you're telling other people to do. And she did in such a loving way. Wow. I know. I, I, you just took this intro in a different direction. I love that she did that. Um, I don't know what I would do in that situation. I don't either, but I don't think I would have had the guts to do that. I would have turned around and been like what I do with our kids, like, hey, hey guys. Hey. <laughs> That's my move. Yeah. Hey, guys. And hope that they would just sort of pull their heads out And of I'm bus. sure she was getting extremely annoyed with me because I kept asking her, like, what's her next book? She's like, I, I, I literally this book? I literally just wrote <laughs> 14 Talks by age 14. Can we talk about this one? I'm like, she, I know, but your kids are in college, and I want to talk about, like, is college still a thing? Like, by we the want way, you to keep teaching us. Hot take. She's got her kids in college, and she's like, college is broken. I know. Well, that was kind of our point. What are we going to do with our she kids in college? She did write another book, by the way. Middle School Makeover is right. her other one. Earlier. Um, she yes. does all kinds of stuff, and she tells us about it on the podcast. But the book is really helpful. It's it's a cool – she breaks it down into different types of conversations to have with your kids rather than saying, like, how to talk to your kids about porn, how to talk to your kids about video games. She says, like, start a conversation. It's like talking about technology, talking about – so it's very broad. 
Yes, all these topics, and they use the brief method. Mm -hmm. So we'll tee up the brief method. Mm -hmm. If you want to know what brief stands for. It's not about flatulence. You'll hear. Flatulence. Flatulence. <laughs> flatulence, which Jake thought it was. It's not that. Um, but you know what? Let's give them listen a little Easter. Yeah. Yeah. Listen for yourselves to find out what brief. You're not going to get everything for free, folks. Yeah. You got to listen past the intro, people. Gosh, you threw me there. Oh. I'm a huge fan of Michelle now. I, know. I love that move. You know? I would not have had the intestinal fortitude. Oh, intestinal? <laughs> Flatulence? <laughs> I don't think Enjoy. <laughs> Bye. We just found out a week ago, so we're putting together summer camp plans, and I got an email from a friend, and she put together all these, like, we're going to this aqua camp and this whatever, and she goes, I have to tell you that my son went to this one middle school camp uh, that helps prepare kids for, for middle school, and it was, like, life-changing, and you have to look into it. I know, and I clicked on it, and I, and I read through the details, and then I was like, wait a second I'm like in the same week that we were about to interview you it came out it's uh it's Heroes Pursuit right is the name for the boys? Heroes Pursuit yeah and then Athena... I also wear many hats so that camp director is one of mine as well yeah, yeah you do so we're so excited about that I mean the, in the description it's yeah no so are we what a great idea how long have you been doing those oh god 15 years oh wow a long time <laughs> so those came before so this book Obviously, this is your new one. It just came out, oh, sorry, a month ago, 14 Talks by Age 14. And then your other one, uh, Middle School Makeover, right? When was that out? Yes. That's, it's been like five years on that one. So you've been doing the camps for the whole time. So what's, yeah. when did you like go into the, dive into the middle school world in the first place? Who would ever decide to take that on? Right. So what happened with me is it was sort of um, the necessity of invention, but um, I lost my job working for a huge uh, corporation. It was a big consulting firm. It was like my first big job out of college. Um, I was married. I was had a child and a baby on the way. Uh, both, you know, my, my kid was like less than two. So um, a very young family. And I was working for Arthur Anderson at the time. Mm -hmm. And then the Enron scandal hit. So everyone lost their jobs. And I was like out to here. Um, anyway, I had to just come up with my own job because no one was going to hire me seven months pregnant. And I have a background in education. So I thought, well, I could tutor. And I started my own tutoring business. And just in talking to my clients, who were mostly kids in middle school, they were talking a lot about the social stuff of what was going on, mm -hmm. less about the academics. But of course, there was a lot of kind of bleed from when you don't feel good socially, you're not going to perform well academically. So that's really what got me on this path. And I just loved it and haven't stepped off. And you like study middle schoolers like you're studying for a test, right? Right. <laughs> I really do. How, that, uh, so that's I the am, hardest test on earth. I know. <laughs> but yeah, we were sort of built to fail on that one. Um, I, I do. I'm fascinated by the kind of the science of adolescent development. So I read whatever I can about that. And then I try to take it and regurgitate it in a way that is actually useful to parents so that they can just grab like a hot tip out of the book or the camp or something um, and just distill the science down to something usable. Okay. Your kids are now, you have a 20-ish daughter, right? An 18-ish son? Yes. Is yeah. I'm right? an empty nester. Oh my gosh. <gasps> Which is crazy in and of itself. How so do you remember all this stuff? How do you remember like <laughs> What to do when they are 13, 12, 11? Did you, were you like a diary person? Like, did you keep a diary? No, I've never been a diary person, but I still work with those kids. So I'm with those kids all the time. I'm entrenched in middle school all Got the it. time. Oh, those yeah. kids, middle school. I thought you made your own kids. I was like, oh kid, yeah, they're also those kids. Those yeah. kids. So here's my question. Okay. So I'm thinking if I'm, 
going to teach on something. All of a sudden, I get super self-conscious that people are going to go, well, who does she think she is to teach about blah, blah, blah. I remember one time Jake and I teach, we do public speaking classes. Sometimes we have in the past. We haven't done any that much in pandemic. It's not so much a public thing anymore. It's because, yeah, yeah, Zoom is public now. But I was teaching a class one time, and I had on these bracelets, and they have these little jangler things on them that clink together, and I talk a lot with my hands. And one of the ladies in class raised her hand. She goes, I have a question about a tire. Do you think that it is a concern to have things that are distracting with what you wear. She goes, for example, your bracelets right now are clinking around. And I go, you are so right. I'm like, let me take these off. I go, yeah, you're right. That's a great point. You, sh- I should not be wearing these bracelets, and neither yeah. should you. And I was like, I said to Jake after, I go, God, you know, we have a lot of nerve teaching a class on public speaking class because you know all the people do is look up and go, well, I don't like how she did this. I don't like how he did this. And it's like if you're teaching about raising middle school kids or how to do whatever with middle school, did that occur to you when your kids were in that window where you're like, please let them turn out okay, please let them turn out okay? Oh. All the time. And my kids, like every other kid out there, have made tremendous mistakes. Um, and, and when that happens, I'm always like, there goes the business. Right. <laughs> People right. are going to judge me based on this. But um, <laughs> I have always thought, sort of with a background in education, that the best teachers are the teachers who really didn't get the subject at first. Mm. So if you had a math teacher, for example, and math came really naturally to them, that would be the most frustrating person to have teach you something because they would be like, just do it, just at, just solve yeah. the equation, right? So I think um, anyone is a better teacher when they've gone through it, when they've had the struggles, mm-hmm. when they've come out on the other side and they can explain to you what worked and what didn't. So um, that's how I kind of like cushion my self-esteem when I'm worried about that kind of thing. Yeah. What is your hope when someone reads the book? Like, you know, you said the hot tip. I like that. So like, do you hope that... They look, they're not going to remember 14 talks, but is your hope that everybody takes away like two or three talks or is there like a groundbreaking thing in the book? Oh, it's so groundbreaking. No, I'm just kidding. Well, that's why we're doing the podcast because I want to hear talk seven will melt your face. Right. (laughs) Um, No, my hope is that it inspires people to start talking. So what happens when your kids get into the middle school age range is they start to pull away from you. And I say, it's the job of language to tie groups of people together. And it's the job of tweens and teens to break ties apart. They Mm. really need to separate and become independent. So your communication starts to take a backseat. The hope for the book is like you said, no one's gonna memorize 14 talks. There are scripts in there, but they're really just to kind of give you confidence that this is how it might go. Your kid doesn't have the script. They're not gonna follow the script. So it's really more improv than anything. But I want, there are some techniques in there. And as you said, like, there are a couple nuggets that I hope if someone learns the brief model for how to have a conversation, that makes every conversation easier. Um, Good, if is, that that about, is that an acronym? Yeah, it's, brief, a, it's an acronym. Be yeah. ready if everyone farts. Is that, yes. I mean, that's, that's a good one. Okay, because I mean, they're 14. <laughs> have a middle school. Two, yeah, okay, got it. All right. Impressed with that? I just love the fly. I actually have been planning that for the two, three weeks to be ready. You can steal that, Michelle. Yeah. yeah. If you okay. want to change what the actual brief model right. is, if, be ready if everyone farts works better. Perfect. You're welcome. Yeah, because that does, you know, that happens a lot. I yeah. get it. Family conversation. Yeah. So Talk you 11. You smell really bad, honey. You're going to need to really. <laughs> All right. Sorry. All right. Yeah, so brief is really, um, it's not as fun as that, but it is really effective for how to talk to your kids. It's begin peacefully then relate to your kid, then interview for data, 
echo what you've heard and finally give feedback. I know that sounds like a lot, but if you practice it, what it does is most parents for kids this age, they start with F. They're like, I've got about 20 mm. seconds before my kid picks up their phone or rolls their eyes or walks away. So I'm just going to cram some advice down their throat and check. I did the talk, you know, mm -hmm. um, and that doesn't work. So it's a, it's a softer way of sort of gaining entry into the conversation. And really the hope is that each of these conversations build rapport mm -hmm. so that, you know, there's not one magic conversation that keeps your kids safe or one magic conversation where your kid goes, oh, epiphany, I understand everything. Mm -hmm. I'm going to be really good now. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but what you want throughout your child's adolescence is to know that they'll come to you no matter what. If they're ever feeling extremely lonely or hurt or angry or confused, you want to be the one who they can come to. So that's what the brief model does. It builds that trust and rapport over time. Mm. We have, uh, I don't, I'm trying to remember all, some of the conversations that I had with my parents about that stuff too, or like, cause with, I mean, I don't know about you, Michelle, but, and I think in our generation in general, we all come from kind of the model of more like it was to your point, a one-time conversation so that our parents could go, okay, check. We've had the sex talk, check. We've had the alcohol talk, check. We've had, it wasn't, it was very, and even as the kid, like you're aware, you go, you kind of know like, okay, my parent just has to get this over with. I have to sit through it and then we can all know that like it's kind of done and they feel like they've done their part and really like you still have a lot of questions but you have friends for that right so you can you know what I mean like that's who you then go to I do think it's a much it feels at least I'm sure we'll all learn in 30 years that there's stuff we're all doing wrong too but it feels like a healthier way to keep things open and like keep the conversation keep it an ongoing conversation not just like a one-time thing but well, I think that like you think so I'm too too honest with the kids about stuff don't you uh yes yeah <laughs> so my my mom is a clinical nurse specialist so she deals with adolescents so I can't wait for her actually to listen to this episode um we just constantly talked we were constantly talking and it also didn't help that I would go to like high school football game or basketball game and I'd be walking down the aisle with my friends and another friend would yell to me in front of everyone hey my girlfriend is going to see your mom now and your mom's working wonders thank you so much and I'm like that's a HIPAA violation I'm like I'm like I'm <laughs> not supposed to know that um but we but you just talk so what is mom what his mom has perfected and I don't know if this is what what you mean by the interview part of brief your mom is perfect at the, like, she just will, like, say something or maybe offer something up or not. And then, I mean, nobody can stay quiet like Liz Watson, yeah. right? Like, she'll just sit there. And it's, like, it makes you just, like, have diarrhea yeah. out of the mouth because she just will sit there and, like, listen. And I'm, like, that is a strategy, but it works. Like, it's so helpful. And it, it must have made yeah. you. She's gonna, I think she's going to love the brief. I I'm actually as a parent go straight to the eye. So I like, I'm like, oh, start yeah. peppering. You're like, questions. you're not going to vape. Are you, or any of your friends vaping? Can you tell me which of your friends have yeah. tried vape? You're right. <laughs> I'm not, fortunately I'm not to vape. Who knows? I hope not. We're not vaping, but we're not vaping yet. Um, yes, you are far more like they're, they're, what would be a good example? I don't know. But you like sex talk. You're like, um, you know, they're seven. We can, let's just talk about it. And I'm like, uh, no, or if ooh, like, could we like, maybe wait a year well one of our kids i do remember this the other day we were talking with one of our kids and i'll just say one of our kids to protect their pseudo privacy here yeah and their friends are 
all over this podcast. <laughs> yes. But he asked something about, oh, we asked if, because, you know, we kind of missed our, our, one of our kids missed the, the sex um, lesson at school. Like they didn't because of, of the pandemic. So he, Jake has like done the talk with the boys where he like, we were like, we need to kind of have it like as an actual talk at some point to continue the conversation. But yeah. anyway, he had a question about something about a period. And I was like, do you know what a period is? And he was like, I think so. And I said, well, what do you think it is? And he kind of, he was like, it's like, isn't it, it has something to do with like bleeding or something? And I was like, yeah. And I literally like, I was like, like how oh, graphic you, do you want me to get? But I, yeah. You go straight to the graphic. I, but I, the, but it's, yeah. it is, it it's is. Edu- yes, and it's he education. Kinda, but yeah. he like kind of shut down. Like, I go, does this embarrass you to talk about it? And he was like, a little bit. And I was like, I get that. But like, here's what the deal is. And like, that's yeah. what happens. And then later I talked to like the week later. So then I said, I noticed that you didn't seem to really want to talk about it. Like, I totally get that. But I do think, even though it's not something that's going to happen to you, you know, you have a mom, you have a sister, you're going to have girlfriends and hopefully yeah. a wife one day and whatever. And I said, but you didn't. And he goes, I did. I said, did you not want to know that? And he goes, I did want to know, but I just didn't really want to talk about it with you. <laughs> yeah, I got no issues like going there, but you don't like warn me. I think that's the issue. Oh. It's like, we'll be sitting there. And so, like, to get back to, <laughs> to get off of our train wreck of parenting uh, and to get back to you. So, when you start using these methods with your kids, because I went through this with my folks or my mom, did you ever find your kids saying back to you, like, hey, don't brief me? You're briefing me. <laughs> yeah, were they on to, like, Stop. were they on to, like, this is that you're using a thing on me? No, um, not particularly. Now, they didn't, the brief model, was not called brief when they were in middle school. Oh, I see what you so, did. So uh, that's did a sort of a, a new yep. acronym. Got it. <laughs> um, so no, they didn't say that. Um, there were t- <laughs> there there have been a lot of oh, your mom's a parenting expert, you know, from their friends. Yeah. Um, my daughter, who's in college now, they they have you guys heard of PowerPoint parties? They're really big now. What? I know it sounds so nerdy, but it's also like a dream party for me. But basically, it's like a group of kids get together in college or at any age. And um, everybody prepares a short PowerPoint for the group, but they're meant to be very funny. So it might be like, um, who has the hottest brother of like all the people or, you know, it's not a serious subject at all. But so anyway, my daughter was at one and it was everyone's champagne problems and hers was your mom's a parenting expert. (laughs) So I think like that's what they had to suffer through a little bit. I was the mom talking about your period talk there, Paige, who got the bananas and the condoms and was like, okay, everybody's going to learn, you know, so it can be a lot. Oh my God. See, yes. No, I love you. That's how, that's how we are. That what for what in middle school. Oh my God. I saw your picture, by the way, that you posted of yourself in middle uh, school in your, oh, please sit with you. And Jake, <laughs> what Jake describes himself as a walking Q-tip in middle school, maybe, <laughs> maybe a little bit after Jake was like six, yeah. four buck 10. Yeah. Really <laughs> big head. Really? Okay. Well, <laughs> point is, I had a giant head. I was very tall and extremely skinny I do remember middle school too I was I had bang I had tried to do like the 80s bangs thing and like big earrings and I was like in between like I hadn't learned to tweeze eyebrows yet and it was just also yeah a tough time it's just a big experiment I know I would spend just so much time on my bangs and so much product that I would really weigh them down so it was like worse than if I hadn't tried like these long shellacked bangs that were trying to go up and couldn't, <laughs> couldn't figure out the gravity. Don't you remember that being the, t- I mean, I'm sure this is what, this is like what you do, but this talking about this has made me think back to middle school, of course, too. And I'm sure for you, like 
I remember middle school-ish, sixth grade was when, because for my middle school was when, you know, different elementary schools come together too. So there's a bunch of different kids there who you haven't, you know, maybe been in school with for as long. And having for the first time people going like, oh, your your hair is straighter than mine and softer than mine. Oh, but I have this, like I'm better at this sport than you, but you have these cute shorts and I have this. And like, just kind of, I remember thinking like, Oh, there's a difference between me and other kids. Like these aren't all just kids that I we play with. You start to realize how you measure up to each other in different ways. Yes, this is the, what you're saying is kind of crucial to the work that I do. So when you get into middle school, I call it the middle school construction project. You're building a new body, a new brain, and a new identity all at once. It's a lot. Mm-hmm. And because development is so wide during these years, you know, there are kids who look like they're 18 in middle school and some who look like they're still in third grade. So you have no way, no sense of whether your personal project is going well or not other than to compare yourself. Mm -hmm. So you're constantly looking around like, "Uh uh-oh, that kid, like those kids over there are really interested in dating. I should probably be interested in dating. Am I a loser because I don't want to, you know, be in a relationship with someone or I don't look like them. I'm not as cool as they are. It's constant. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, um, I did that a lot. The comparison yeah. thing? A lot of comparing. Like, why is no one else seven feet tall? <laughs> you did, though. I think you did. It sounds like, from what you've told me from that age, you, it seems like you were, like, that was a little hard on, for you, that age. Right? What Are you are you trying to unpack something here? Are you trying no. to get in here? Yeah. I like no, middle you school, experienced no, that because. Yeah, middle school is <laughs> tough. Um, I look like back and I loved middle school. Blossom until like like, but in high, you were kind of nerdy, and then in high school, people realized, wait a second, this kid is really funny. No, too. seventh grade. Seventh okay, well that's middle school. Grade. Was middle school, that's but high middle. school. Oh, you had already hit your stride. By well, I mean, I still looked like a complete idiot until <laughs> junior year of high school. Um, but yeah, you know, wait, I, I, I when I saw you in college, you had orange sun in your hair, so you, you love to talk about that. You wore sweatpants, yeah. and and hoodies. Every day of the year, even in the well, middle of summer. I haven't changed. I'm not sure if you've looked at me today. Well, there's a reason. So we had a class together at Carolina, but we never really met or talk, hit it off. She blames my orange hair. I blame the 45 pounds of cotton she insisted on wearing <laughs> every single day in her sweatsuits. Uh, anywho, but yeah, I used humor to, I think, navigate that awkwardness. Um, and now I probably lean on it too much in certain times, but um, that helped me. That was my thing. Do you think, Michelle, do you think that the ages in terms of actual age and what kids are kind of experiencing is different now from what it was when we were those ages? Like I know you said in one part of the, I don't know if it was in the book or an article that I was reading from you that you talk about 14 is almost the new 18 now. Like the things that we used to address at 18 now is kind of 14 is almost a more appropriate age in terms of preparing them to kind of be their own people. Right. And, and I don't want to scare parents. I don't, I don't think that 14 year olds are doing all the stuff that 18 year olds are doing by any means. But I do think we used to wait to talk to them about adult topics mm-hmm. until they were kind of just heading off to college. Like, oh, and by the way, don't get pregnant and, you know, learn how to clean and like all of these like life <laughs> lessons all of a sudden. Right. And I really think those need to start happening in middle school because high school is a time to really branch out beyond your own. You're getting some car keys. You may be getting a part-time job. You clearly care so much about your friends and, you know, all of that. So I, I like the idea of starting earlier. And I, and I do think kids are maturing at a faster rate for, mm-hmm. for sure. Puberty is hitting younger. So a, a lot of stuff is happening earlier. Mm-hmm. Mm. So what's the next, um, like, do you have another book on tap? I mean, are you thinking about another oh, book? Gosh. 
Uh, yeah, I mean, now, now um, that they're like a well, as you know, it's hard to write a book. <laughs> well, no well, one's going to we follow do, our yeah. map. No one's going to follow <laughs> no the, uh, take as long the, as ten, the ten year plan. I did read the ten years. Yes, but if you've if you've um, if you've written a couple, like you've gotten it down, and yes, writing a book is tough. But like you know, as you've seen your kids become you know college age and adults, obviously, like are there other things that you find them maybe navigating? earlier mm. than you did much like this 14 is a new 18 that's a, that's a great question uh i think it might be the opposite now i feel like oh boy. like my husband and i were both like get out hit the road leave the house earn a living like early on and i'm to, seeing you mean now each, each of you personally too. what's that do you mean each of you personally when you were growing up in other yeah. words that was your okay uh-huh yeah we were like 18 and out Got sort it. of kids um and now it feels like kids are hanging on a little bit longer staying mm -hmm. home a little bit longer i'm not encouraging of that <laughs> by any means i like to get out and get some world experience but yeah. um yeah i feel like it might it might be sort of the opposite mm. like once kids finish up college especially now with covid there's like you know the job market's hard so maybe there is a book in there i don't think i'm going to be the one to write it i'm going to stick with middle school but there probably is a book about helping kids launch when it's really hard right now what does your husband do he works he just got a new job during the pandemic i'd really stop and think wow but he he works for vmware so um oh you guys this is yeah, embarrassing but whenever someone has a job in business i'm always like they're a business person right like, they I work in finance over. yeah <laughs> yeah well, what's vmware is that yeah so VMware is a technology company. That's about as deep as I can. Oh, no, at. I get it. I Got totally it. get it. Okay, cool. Yeah. He's, so, you're going to keep digging in no, there? No, 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 no. No, well, my question is, what was that when your kids were kind of more in the thick of this, when yours were in middle school, did you, how did things play out between the two of you? Because to your point, you're a parenting expert, right? And you're parenting these kids together. Would you, did you try to like pull that trump card where you like, don't you think we should always listen to what I say? Cause I study this and he's like, well, I'm a parent too of these kids. And like, did you disagree ever on, you know, ways to approach things or? Yeah, we have slightly different approaches, but I don't mind disagreeing on approaches. Mm -hmm. I, I heard someone say, and I think this is really true. If you're both identical, one of you is obsolete. Like it's better for mm. your kids to have a richer kind of broader experience. Two people who bring different things to the table is a good thing. So, I mean, he was playful dad, like just, he's very funny, very outgoing. Um, he's, everybody loves him. I'm introvert mom. So I'm more like, behind the scenes, getting stuff organized. Um, I definitely handled the bulk of communication with the kids though. Hmm. You know, he's like, got it for the play and I have it for the combos. <laughs> that's yeah. I love that. Wow. If you guys totally agree, then one of you is obsolete. That's a great mindset. Yeah. Yeah. We don't, then that's good. Yeah. Because you and I don't. Always agree. Always agree. Right. Let's just remind each other of that next time. Yeah. Uh, can I ask a completely random question? Not it was oh, sort of like it. tied to the last one, but. I already asked her where her wallpaper's from. There is <laughs> like this narrative now around college. Yeah. Around mm. like, you know, everybody talks about the debt and everybody talks about like, I just feel like it's getting louder and louder and louder. You're, I feel like still, I mean, your kids are of the age where now they're obviously in college. We're still on the front end of that discussion, argument, whatever it is. Mm -hmm. We're what, five years? No, seven years away from college. Six, uh -huh. I don't know. And I just think all the yeah. time, we don't talk about this that much, but some, but like, I think all the time, like in six, seven years is the like 
you graduate high school, you go to college. Is it going to be like as clear as that or will it have evolved? And with you being so, I guess, on the, uh, the bleeding edge of just like communication and like understanding the psyche of kids and all that kind of stuff, but your kids are in college, just curious where you are on that and if you think that it still brings the same value as it has in the past. I think college feels a little broken right now. The expense of college is so extraordinary and I am paying an out-of-state tuition and an in-state tuition for kids who don't leave their room to take class because of the pandemic. (laughs) So it's all online, sitting in a room all day, go to the cafeteria, get a to-go box, bring it back to your room and eat. I mean, that's out of state tuition. You can't even believe. Talk about, you said bleeding edge. And I was like, bleeding. (laughs) We're we're bleeding out money. Um, So I think that, you know, that's, that's very specific to the pandemic. But I do think that, that the emphasis on college is uh, misguided. I think there are so, so many more things for people to be doing than just direct path to college right out of school. And and it's not the right choice for every person. Mm-hmm. I would love to see more trade opportunities, um, definitely heightened community college um, courses and things like that. So this is not my area of expertise, but I do have an opinion. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, like, I mean, I work in financial services and the other day I was, because uh, the kids part-timer at home, just like, you know, weird situation we're all in right now. And I walk behind Ford, our oldest, and he is doing research on the Silk Road, I think it was, which is like early Asian history, which very important in the spectrum of history. And I wasn't like, why are you learning? I was more just like, do you also learn about your taxes? Do you also learn about the value of investing or cryptocurrency, which I'm like so nerding out on right now? Oh, yeah. But but like part of me is is just kind of, is just like I just think about it all the time. Like yeah. what um what will it look like in five or six years? And again, with the conversations that you have and you having the opinion that hey, it's broken a little bit, do you weave that into like this next round of conversations with your kids? Like, do you talk to them about it? Oh, for sure. Yeah, I I think. Um, I'm a total optimist and someone who's always saying like, embrace life, love life, you know? And I think if you just feel shackled down, no matter what that is, if that's debt, if that's a feeling that I have to go through college like a robot, or I have to do the path that most people take, that's depressing. So I'm, I'm very encouraging with my kids to like explore what you love and do what you love. I mean, for me, that's how I created this job. Right. So just kind of like found what I loved and turned it into a job. And I wish more people could do that. Yes. And what Mm. a creative way to do that. Okay. Um, Where can people find you and what do you have coming up? Because I know you have a couple um, conferences and also the camps we just talked about, too, which are, I think, the coolest resources for the kids and the the whole parents and things. So what, what can people do with you here in the next couple months? That's so nice. Thank you. So uh, Sunday, I don't know when this releases, but after after Sunday. Okay. So let's not talk about that. Um, The camps this summer will be live in person here in Charlotte and on Zoom for people around the country. Um, Find me on Instagram. I know Paige, we've hooked up there, but um, I'm having a ton of fun there. I'm new to Instagram. You're a fun Insta follow. You are a good follow. Yeah. Thank it's you. always refreshing to find someone who's who who finds a way to do their thing, like impart information, but also make it entertaining to watch. Too, That's and what we you try to that. do. Yeah, we try to sneak in the fact, like, wow, they're 
really, they're pushing their book, Jacob Page. We get it. Holy crap, you're pregnant, but you're not. This, we got it. Right. <laughs> but you do. I feel like you hit that balance. It's like fun you to watch do. even if it's you good. already have the book or whatever. That's so nice. And it, it really is a hard, don't you get sick of yourselves? Of like, course. I'm like so saturated with Michelle Eichert material. I'm like, oh. oh my we God. posted once and Paige is like, well, that's good. I think we've promoted the book. They know we have a book. Cool. Good, I'm like, like, no, no. That's not how marketing works. Yeah, that's yeah. tough. Yeah. That's tough. Yeah. Um, so find me on Instagram. My website's got information about all my events. Come to a summer camp. I would love to meet your kids. I do want you to say what is happening Sunday too, though, because I know it's not going to be a one and done. You will do them again. And I think, which is it? What you were going to say is it the mother daughter conference? It is. Well, how yes. does that go? Because that sounds wonderful. Thank you. So the the one that's coming up Sunday is virtual because still at the very hopefully tail end of this pandemic. Normally we have them in person. We've got one in September that's in person. So if you've got a daughter in fifth or sixth or even seventh grade, it's a way to celebrate being in middle school and to make sure that you guys stay on the same team. You know, again, at a time when kids are starting to pull apart. So that's what that's all about. Especially, I think probably, I mean, I don't know. I don't want to stereotype gender wise, but I, I know from experience, growing up as a girl with a mom who I love and I'm very close with and pretty much always have been, that was a really tricky time in my life with her. And I remember her telling me that, like, I remember being younger and having my mom go like, you're going to be tricky to me. You're going to hate me. You're going to, that, you know, and, and being like, oh, what is she talking about? And then getting to that age and being very mad that she was right. But yes. that I, you know, but that I remember like so many times running downstairs and slamming my door and just being like, I'm so mad at you. I hate you. And then my dad would come down and be like, don't talk to your mom like that. And I'd be like, why are you so mean to me? Why don't you take her? You know, and it was just a, it is a thing. And thankfully we got through it and people can get through it. But I think a lot of it was because of intentional time spent together, bonding together. And I saw that conference and I was like, that is probably a really life changing thing for a lot of mother daughter. That is so sweet. I yes. Yeah, and I, I think it. you're right. I think when you're, even when you're close, sometimes that can be harder because then when your daughter goes through the process of having to become independent, yeah. she's really pushing you and you're like, ouch, we were such good friends. Yeah. So um, it is, it is a really fun event. It's very interactive, um, whether online or in person. So it's, it's one of my favorite things that we do all year. Do you have cool. anything for the sons in, in the play, in the mix too, maybe? I do oh. get that question a bunch for like dads and sons. I get it all the time and, and I don't know how to do it. I think yeah. I might need to get you guys <laughs> involved with your. Well, <laughs> I'm a professional. My book's called 15 talks by age 15 i also did Funny six minute say. abs um i'm known as the one upper guy in uh sales and marketing. right above me on amazon rankings uh-huh. yeah sorry about that michelle 14 talks by age 14 you can find the book on amazon and i think park road books right that's right right yes we're neighbors yours. yes love it very cool thank you for coming on thanks guys thanks michelle Mm, oh yeah thanks for listening y'all for past episodes and more visit jakeandpage.com or get all up in iTunes or wherever you get your podcast with your fine self sitting on your fine couch mm-hmm. talk to you next time mm. yeah I said mm. yeah